The reading today is taken from John chapter 20, verses 24 to 29. Jesus appears to Thomas. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Let me start by asking a question. How are you doing with your online meetings? For many of us, it's a new way of communicating and meeting as we have all these various platforms where we all meet together on a screen and there's so many of us and they're in little boxes. I don't know if you've ever had the horror of being late for one of their meetings and feeling like you're playing catch up and missing out. I know I have. Well, if that is you, I've got a couple of top tips, obviously found online. These are some excuses that you can use if you are late for one of them meetings. You could say, I'm really sorry that I'm late, but the traffic on the staircase was just horrific today. You could say, my children stole my laptop and I eventually found it under a box of cornflakes. You could say, the office in the kitchen is just crazy. Uh, there's coffee everywhere and I couldn't actually find my laptop uh, in the end. I had to borrow somebody else's. Or for the spiritual ones amongst you, you could say, well, I was sitting there patiently waiting for the host to let me in. And then the spirit led me off to the fridge. Not to, don't, don't say the fridge. Or you could just do the classic. You could just blame the broadband, blame the internet, uh, internet and just thank the Lord that you got dressed. Let's look at the context for uh, this scripture that we've been reading because the disciples, they're in lockdown. They're locked away behind closed doors. They've locked themselves in this room and they're scared to go out. Not because of a virus, but because of the Jewish authorities. See, their rabbi, their teacher, the one that they'd followed, he'd been caught, captured, crucified and killed. They were scared for their lives. The disciples gathered in this room. They had this amazing meeting where they were, despite being locked in, Jesus walks in and is in the room, which is amazing, isn't it? And Jesus is there and he says, peace be with you. In a crazy, confusing time, he speaks peace to them. He also shows them his hands, his scars and his side. They have this amazing meeting and it's all great. But there's one person missing. There's one person who's late for the meeting. Now, I don't know whether he didn't get the invite, the password. He maybe did the wrong password on the door. Maybe it was supposed to be three knocks and a swipe. I don't know. But it doesn't say. But one person that's not there is Thomas. Poor Thomas. Thomas isn't in this amazing meeting that the rest of his friends, the disciples, are in. And we pick up on our reading where it's a week later. 
They're in the same room. They're, they're, they're locked away despite Jesus appears to them and, and giving them peace. They're locked away in the midst of this and they're shut away in this room. And Thomas is there this time. Thomas has got the password. He's in there. The host let him in. There's no way Thomas is going anywhere. He is in the room. Now, I imagine that in this situation, Thomas is feeling a whole lot of FOMO, the fear of missing out. He's thinking, well, unless Jesus appears to me, I'm going to not hear the end of this. My friends are going to be bragging about this for weeks, months and years to come. And I, and I, and I wasn't there. I missed it. I feel for Thomas in this situation. I really do. I think Thomas has been given a, a bit of a bad rep. He's known as Doubting Thomas. We've kind of labelled him Doubting Thomas. The one with the strange request to ask to see and put his hand in, in the marks, in the wounds of Jesus. But actually, I think it's a bit hard. I think, you know, Thomas, it's not that he didn't believe. He did believe. He followed Jesus. He was one of the followers of Jesus. He just hadn't encountered the same thing that his friends had. He didn't have that experience. He hadn't experienced the risen Lord. See, this request of Thomas, he says, well, unless I put my hands, unless I see the marks where the nails had pierced and the sword, the spear had pierced Jesus' side, I'm not going to believe. That's what you guys have had. And I think it's only fair that actually Thomas is asking for the same thing that his friends have experienced. Maybe you uh, feel a bit like Thomas. Maybe you're a bit, feel like you're playing catch up. Maybe you've been invited to view this and to watch this and you're like, what is everyone on about? What were them songs about? Who's this Jesus, the risen Lord? Maybe over Easter you've seen various videos that have popped up online of people worshipping and singing uh, to the risen Jesus and you're saying, what on earth is this? You feel a bit like Thomas playing catch up, catching the tail end of a conversation that some of your friends maybe having or have experienced or have encountered well i think there's space for that and that's understandable more and more churches will be sharing stories and there'll be stuff popping up all the time about jesus let's look at jesus's response to thomas what does jesus do how does he respond to him well we see that jesus is kind he allows questions and space Right at the beginning, we see that Jesus isn't too busy for Thomas. He doesn't say, you know what, um, I did this last week. You know, last week I showed your friends. I revealed myself to your friends. And didn't they tell you? Did you get the memo? Like, I showed them my hands and my side. I did that last week. Yeah, I'm not doing it this week again. Jesus has time for Thomas. The first thing he says was to Thomas and to the people in the room is peace be with you. Remember, that's the thing that he said to his friends a week ago. So Jesus is offering the same thing to Thomas that he did his friends. He's offering him peace in the middle of a crazy, chaotic, scary, confusing time. He's offering him peace in the midst of all of that. Peace that goes beyond understanding. Peace that might carry them through until there's calm again. He offers them peace. And I believe that Jesus offers us peace in the middle of a confusing, crazy, scary time where there's a lot of fear going around. That Jesus walks into the room, into the meeting space. 
and he offers us peace in the midst of it. See, Jesus appeared physically in the flesh. He was with them there in the flesh. And Jesus is here now with us by his spirit. So firstly, Jesus offers peace in a crazy time. He also offers moments for reassurance as well. So he says to Thomas, come, come close, put your hands here, put your fingers in the marks. Jesus creates opportunity for reassurance in this time. Jesus is big enough to take our questions. God is big enough for us to beat on his chest, to bring them questions before him. He allows it. He doesn't send us away. He says, I get it. I get it. I get your pain. I get your confusion. I get the fear. I understand it. I know I'm here. I'm with you in all of this. Come to me. Thomas, come to me. Put your hands, your fingers here. Come to me. He allows it. Thomas's response is an interesting one. He says, my Lord and my God. Thomas is revealing and affirming Jesus' identity. He's using two words. It's a double whammy, my Lord and my God. He's saying you are the Lord and the God of the Old Testament. You are the one and only God. It's really interesting because in John's gospel, the writer starts by saying in the beginning, right at the beginning, he proclaims this. The word, the Logos was with God and the word was God. And the word became known, he became flesh and dwelt amongst us this incredible proclamation. The beginning of John and pretty much almost the end of John, Thomas is making the same proclamation. Lord and God, God is with us, you are with us, you dwell amongst us. Well, for many of us, we're like Thomas, we've made that proclamation. We believe that Jesus is Lord and God. We've been in the room a while, if you like. But maybe there's an opportunity there for flatmates and friends and work colleagues and so on who are interested asking questions during this pandemic and saying, who is this Jesus? What is this about? Well, there's an opportunity to share, maybe digitally, but verbally as well, maybe pick up the phone. We've been running Alpha, amazing opportunity for people to uh, check in online and explore some of these questions about Jesus. People from different countries have, have been coming in and asking some of these questions if you're interested in that, there's space, there's time, there's opportunity for that. If you check out uh, this email, just email office at psandgs.org.uk, then uh, we'd love to hear from you. I think this story is filled with hope in a time that's uncertain, in a time that's scary, in a time that's filled with fear. It's hopeful. Jesus comes as a beacon of hope. He welcomes our question. He provides opportunity to reassure us that he is there with us in the midst of it. My children often ask me made-up questions at night time. When it's getting a bit dark and they're a bit unsure, is everything okay? They'll just say to me when I'm in the room with them at night, Daddy, um, um, Daddy, um, Yes. Is it, is, it, is it Monday tomorrow? Yeah, it, it's Monday tomorrow. See, my children don't need the answer. They don't need to know if it's Monday tomorrow. They just need to know that I'm still there. My prayer is that in the midst of all of this, you can bring your questions to God, 
that you can know that God is there, that he welcomes you, that he sees you, and that he'll provide opportunities to reassure you if you should need it. God bless.